0: All right. It looks like we are live. So hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is September 6th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate it. All right, sorry about that. I was getting a little uh, audio feedback there. I apologize, folks. I just, uh, I I was hearing myself talk and I'm not used to that. So, anyway, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. I'm very excited today to welcome my friend Kerry Cassidy back to the show. And as always, we're going to provide a discussion of the landscape of this fifth generational war. I think everybody out there knows who Kerry is, but just in case you're a stranger to Kerry Cassidy, you probably haven't been paying attention or maybe you're just newly awakened. Uh, Carrie has been at the forefront of the truth movement now for over 18 years with her website, an incredible website, by the way, projectcamelotportal.com. She's interviewed scores of whistleblowers. I'm not even sure how many. There's too many to even count at this point. And in the process, Carrie's been responsible for revealing an enormous amount of truth to the world, specifically to her audience. But really, that spills over to all of us. Carrie's one of my primary sources of information And her audience is continuing to grow as this great awakening unfolds. I think that kind of tells the story as more and more people out there are searching for truthful information. So that's what we're going to attempt to deliver to you folks tonight. We're certainly going to cover, I think, a variety of topics, as we always do. So, Carrie, welcome back. Great to see you again.
1: Thank you. Uh, Great to be here and um, excited to have a discussion about what's happening.
0: And so... Uh, Carrie, I, we were in the process of, uh, you know, greeting one another. Now I know that the last time that you and I spoke or since the last time you and I spoke, I should say, uh, we've seen some pretty major escalations in these fifth generational attacks, certainly with Lahaina as the most recent focal point and probably the most devastating that we've seen. And, you know, this is a story that's continuing to unfold there. And as it does, there's been an increasing backlash amongst the general population is, you know, particularly those folks who are are awake and aware we the people as to demanding in a sense some of these details about what occurred and basically trying to overcome this attempt to stonewall us in the process of getting more information clearly this was a directed energy weapon attack i've heard some of your breakdown i haven't spoken to you directly about this but i i have heard you know you in essence that your intel is pretty much aligned with what everybody out there is talking about directed energy weapon attack i've heard that 5g was involved i've also heard that there were aerosols that you know they were chem trailing the area ahead of time to maximize the effect so there were a lot of things going on the strike against space force the 15 minute city land grab there's just so many different angles that we could attack that so you know we could possibly talk about that but i know that recently you wrote a couple of very forceful articles, excellent articles, by the way, both on what occurred in Maui, as well as the overall approach of the White Hats, which is a subject that you and I have discussed at length before. And given the fact of where we are right now at this stage of the war, I think it's important to amplify that message that the Patriot community really is not only demanding answers, but in a sense, some clarity as to when will the military step forward to reveal the truth of their presence? And I, I know that this is something that you discuss regularly, uh, you know, and especially given the fact that we're entering into another election cycle, we see that they're trying to run the same playbook all over again with COVID. And, you know, it's it's absolutely incredible. And, and of course, they're going to continue to try to run these false flag operations to blame on patriots. I'm expecting something really big to happen in the not too distant future along those lines. And then- just to set the table a little bit more, there's also an increasingly loud narrative of, of a potential Trump assassination attempt that I thought maybe we could talk about a little bit. You'll recall that Tucker Carlson asked Trump that question directly, and he had a very interesting response that I've actually uh, broken down on my show. But I thought that we could begin tonight. So this is just kind of laying the table here, but I wanted to give you the floor to begin our chat, focusing on some of the recent articles that you published What's really at the forefront of your mind at this stage of the war?
1: Okay, well, uh, I hope that this is working audio wise. So, um, you know, we are recording it so we could edit it, I guess, fix it in the edit, as they say. But hopefully, we're, we're all good. And um, I'm loud enough and, and the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm i have written articles go to my website projecthamletportal.com also subscribe to my telegram which is linked on the f- the top of the website um if you really want to stay in touch with all all the news that i am sending around plus commenting on it and i comment on my telegram so that's i think very valuable to get an on the spot <laughs> Uh, reaction from me uh, for those that are interested in, in what I have to say and, and kind of the the line of inquiry that I go down as an investigative journalist. So um, when I come across bits and pieces of knowledge out there, I try to fo- you know, focus on it, try to bring it into my telegram, also my articles and, and all of that. So recently I did put out this, um, it was actually a demand that I was speaking on behalf of the people but I felt that, you know, that was warranted. And obviously um, everyone feels the same, which we are getting information about directed energy weapons. We're getting information. I think Gene Decode, even on your recent uh, Lahaina interview talked about some ground uh 5G re- weapons and things of that nature. Um, some people might call microwave weapons that may have been ground-based. I know Simon Parks, somebody told me recently, came out with that information. So I, I don't think it wasn't isolated, but the directed energy weapons were the primary hit on Lahaina and, and neighboring areas. And, um, and I think they're still dealing with this aftermath, which is just insane. Um, I am particularly focused, as many are, on the children and, of course, their parents, which don't appear to be coming forward if they're even alive, saying, you know, like, where where are my kids? Um, So my understanding is when the thing hit, the children had been uh, left Defend for themselves at home while the parents were maybe in transit or something. And, uh, and I don't know if those ever came together, but we do have rumors. I've got a military witness saying 2,500 kids are missing. Some Another number came out recently saying 3,000 kids are missing. And then you have to also add the parents to that, right? Either they're missing or they're found and they're not talking. So there's some clandestine operation going on. There was somebody saying there was a white man that showed up in the area during the, the attack. I don't know if that's even possible that, that it sounds like it would need to have been before or after the attack because um, <laughs> it would be hit by a directed energy weapon if you saw the way it went straight down a street. So um, so this is what we're looking at. And I'm very concerned, as I'm sure everyone is. I don't understand. I mean, you must have some parents that were, you know, escaped some children that escaped. I mean, wouldn't this like be logical? And they could come out and talk, except that I know they cordoned off everything with a black fence, um, sometimes after the whole debacle. And that increases the amount of consternation and confusion with people who are trying to figure out what happened. So I wrote this one article saying, you know, that we the people demand a public response by um, because of this was a hit on our people and our country. And uh, I actually addressed it to the White Hats, but it, you could take it to you know the government in general if you want to do that. Um, just the idea that no one has come forward on an official capacity to announce what really happened. Now I know that there are um, a lot of what we call normies who think it was simply weather. Okay, <laughs> which is beyond stupid. But this is kind of the kind of uh, disconnect we have going on in our society right now, and. Um, I had a map that I just put up on another show and I probably have it here. Yeah, I do. Um, so I can share my screen if you want, want to see because it's a map of the fires around the world that were going on around the same time. And you probably saw this map already. I don't think it's it's new information, but I do think okay. it, it kind of clarifies to the mind. Uh, something is going on on our planet that is so unprecedented and so, you know, extreme and insane. And um, when you look at this, you can actually see, and this was, uh, I think the date here is August 23rd. Um, And the attack on, um, well, I don't know about Lahaina exactly, but the attack on Maui was, uh, I believe, started on the 8th of August. The lion, they said, the Lions Gate kind of window, and then it went on and off, and and they thought it was it was stopped, and then it started again, type thing. So there's a lot of confusion about that as well. Um, I do want to draw your attention to uh, obviously South America and Africa, because because if you look at this map, the concentration of fire is insane down there. We don't hear well, anything. It like it's covering the entire. Continent of South America, my goodness! I mean, it's just insane. And what are we talking about here? You know, um, now, as far as I'm concerned, I would say that, um, okay, if you want, you know, you're selling global warming. They're selling that so they can bring in their their smart cities, whatever, close fifteen minute cities, et cetera. They're selling all kinds of nonsense along the lines of climate change. Well, they can't have people believing in global warming, if there is no global warming, right? And so if you start a lot of fires, then maybe that'll heat up the atmosphere. I don't know. Um, We do know, and Juan said even recently, I think it was on the show with Jacob very recently, a couple of days ago, that, uh, and this is something Camelot has known for really since we started, um, that the, the weather is owned by the deep state, by the by, by some aspect of the governments, okay, by certainly the United States military. Um, and again, that may or may not include the White Hats, but they have owned the weather for the last 30 years, according to Juan. I think it's much longer than that. I think it goes back, because I've been involved in this for 18 years. And as far as I know, it's it was happening then. Um, everyone knows about the chemtrails and this and that. So. The changing of our atmosphere, I think this is maybe something people are not thinking about in these terms, but it might be worth starting to kind of focus on that as an overall agenda item. In other words, we're talking about terraforming the earth and manipulating the weather for another group of beings who may actually be incoming or haven't even gotten here yet. Um, just throwing this stuff out so that it, you know, piques some interest and gets people thinking. So I just want to say that um, I wanted to, to draw attention to the craziness out there. Um, the Illuminati, of course, are working with various ETs and I guess, you know, you know, that we've talked about that um, oh, yeah. probably extensively. What I think is fascinating right now is that we actually have um a lot of uh, ET invasion-oriented television series hitting the airwaves—Netflix, um, uh, Apple TV—you name it—they've all got their own, you know, invasion thing. And so, when you're looking at that, uh, it's it. I also talked about this briefly on another show. The fact that it the beings constantly look like spiders, and they also look like a form of animated black goo, which is insane, you know, with several legs kind of thing. I mean, some amorphous weird thing, but why are they keeping doing that? You know, I mean, there's so many, you can think about in your head, there's so many different versions of aliens, you know, and they always like to try to do, you know, something that harks back to alien, you know, the original alien movies, um, which are fabulous of course. Um, But you know, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about some kind of program out there. And then we've got the UAP uh, conference and, you know, that happened like a month ago, but we've had an update come out. I don't know if you're aware of that. I think we could discuss that here today. Um, So I I don't want to get too much off topic right this second on the Maui thing, but I do want to go in that direction because all of this is a package. You know, it's a package by which to engineer our future. And of course, you know, the whole nonsense with masks, et cetera. And so looking at, again, getting back to Lahaina and the children, there's no logical explanation for why we're not hearing anything about the children and why random parents here and there aren't even coming forward saying, my child is missing, you know, where are they? um so these people are being kept from the airways there that has to be the case otherwise we get even TikToks from these people right mm-hmm. so i mean I'm, I'm actually in a sense i'm turning this back on you just to say what's the logic when we can't hear anything about missing you know we're talking thousands of missing children and maybe thousands of missing adults and if they were all killed then this goes way beyond 9-11 and our government is saying absolutely nothing. Um, It was an attack on America. It was a Pearl Harbor type attack. And still even Ron pussyfoots around that. He says they know everything that happened. They know where the hits came from. He did in the Jayco thing, he did something that he's been doing actually on a few things where he skirts around the fact that Back in early August, China had some kind of weather wars attack that they think you know broke down all the bridges in Beijing and 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 caused a lot of flooding. But it, it in my way of thinking, it doesn't make sense. The Lahaina attack is much more direct. They didn't do a weather war back. They did you know this escalated directed energy you know which is also directed at a, a military you know, really center of the command and control, I would say, for the entire United States. The defense, strategic defense is, is basically what they call it for the United States, located not only in Maui and underground in Maui, but on all of those islands. So, and I, again, I want to stress that I have had, I'm a precog, I do get precog dreams, they do come true. And I have seen that there is a major gray ET base uh, located under the big island of Hawaii, which is, I think, pretty close to Maui. But, but again, my question back to you is, how is it we hear nothing from parents or even children saying, where's my parents?
0: Okay, well, okay, so Carrie, you've been, you've been breaking it down, and I just want everybody to know that I've been doing the best I can to try to follow, but I'm still hearing... Basically, what you're saying, and then there's like a 10 second delay. So, I'm hearing both things at once. So, I'm doing the best thing I can, the best I can to try to follow what you were saying and try to figure these uh, technical difficulties out. But for whatever reason, I'm hearing you twice, and there's like a 10 second delay in between, and I can't figure. So, it's like I I was piecing together uh, bits and pieces of what you were saying, trying to follow it, but then I was hearing like that delay of what you were saying, you know, so it was kind of difficult. But it seemed to me from what I heard, you were basically uh, centering around this question of, you know, where is the logic about why we can't get access to this information? And quite frankly, I think that there is a legitimate question there that honestly, people continually are asking me, you know, where are the parents of these children? How come we're not seeing all of these parents come forward? And like you said, I mean, I think there's probably somewhat of a concerted effort to prevent these individuals come, from coming forward and providing this information. And I think what this really kind of gets right down to is the overall white hat approach. And I think this is something that, you know, we've been talking about, certainly you've been talking about. And, you know, when I say that, you know, when I say that the white hats are in control, all right, what I really mean by that is that I believe that they're maneuvering the deep state into the position Of basically a panic position where they have to make these types of moves. And in a sense, what they're doing is they're causing them to basically to move in all of these directions that they don't necessarily want to go. I mean, this is something that Juan's been talking about all along is that the White Hats have been prompting the deep state to make moves before they're ready to make them. Now, in the case of Lahaina, when there is a directed energy weapon attack like this, I think it kind of sobers all of us up in a sense to to realize that, yes, indeed, the deep state still very much has the capacity to be able to carry out very high-level sophisticated attacks. So then it begs the question, to what degree are the White Hats really in control? Now, the way I view it, and you know, there, I don't think there's any clear-cut answer to this necessarily, but the way I view it is that they are, when I say that they're in control, what I mean is that they are, in essence, they are controlling the overall chessboard, the trajectory of where the war is headed. And when you look at what's happening with the financial system, when you look at the investigations into Trump that are basically all backfiring against them, when you look at the geopolitical situation in Ukraine and all of the disclosure coming forward and you know all of these ongoing kinetic operations to clear out the dumps to rescue children, I think that so much of this is being kept from us strategically by the White Hats because they made the decision, I think, probably long ago that this war was going to be fought, in in essence, covertly. I think you would probably agree. I mean, if you even if you go back to after the, you know, the JFK assassination in the 60s, they realized that they couldn't come at the deep state directly. They had to choose a different approach. They had to pretty much fight them at their own game, and they decided to go underground, in essence, with this war. And so I see that now we're in the final phases where everything is basically falling apart. I mean, you talk about Juan all the time. He's talked about how, you know, in the end, it's going to feel it's going to be a near death experience. It's going to feel like all hope is lost. It's going to feel like, you know, the the, the precipice of destruction. We've heard so many different phrases. And he also told us that that we're going to receive a gut punch of some kind and this is you know part of why i brought up the whole narrative about a trump assassination but to answer that question i think is quite complex because i think on the one hand yes the white hats are still engaged in all of these kinetic operations these military operations behind the scenes and they've chosen this strategy to fight this war covertly and it cer- certainly appears as if that i mean that's what happens like there's a tit for tat they hit us we hit them like juan talks about but it's all being kept silent for tactical reasons, I think I understand that, and I I can appreciate all of that. But at the same time, when we have this massive attack, and you know, I mean, I spoke to the, some of these folks as you mentioned, you know, during this uh, roundtable, it really hits home. You realize that this is still very much a real live kinetic war. This is you know, these are real people that are being affected by this, and quite frankly, this type of attack could have happened to any one of us. It could have happened anywhere. So. You know, it does raise that question about, you know, well, where is the logic? And for me, I'm not necessarily sure that there is a logical explanation to it because if we both agree that the white hats are behind the scenes that they do exist. I mean, you believe that Juan is JFK Jr. I certainly think you make a very uh, strong case for that. So if we believe that there's this continuity of government operation going on in the background, and that this whole war is, in essence being fought covertly, It seems to me that, in the final stages of the war before whatever this reversal event is whatever this gut punches that Juan is talking about and whenever that flip happens and the eas comes on that that in my mind has always been the moment where everything would kind of come out of the shadows and uh, you know and be fully exposed there at least you know most of the things that we want to be exposed they're probably not going to lead off with Some of the really horrific things that we know about, but certainly the election fraud, the COVID plot. And by the way, I mean, to me, I don't know how you feel about this, but the fact that they're trying to run the whole COVID plot, the whole pandemic, they didn't even go with a different disease. They're going with COVID all over again. So to me, that sort of smacks of the white hats being in control behind the scenes and that there's still, and I know that this can probably, You know, is some as a point of contention for you, but that they're still trying to wake up as many people as possible prior to this flip event. Now, do I think that that it's reasonable to say that they should do that on the backs of innocent people? That they should, you know, allow these types of attacks? Because I think that was one of the questions that came up as well. Is like, did they have the ability to stop this attack? And you probably heard what Gene had to say on that. His intel, according to him. They were, uh, the, the deep state was in essence, uh, they were targeting the entrances to the dumbs on Maui so that the TR units couldn't get out and engage wherever these direct energy weapons were coming from. Um, so I think there's a lot going on. And I think there's multiple different angles. And I think that the arguments that you make, I mean, I actually commented on this on a recent show, I actually brought you up and said, you know, like, the, the, the case that Kerry makes for Basically, having the white ads come out and you know that at this point enough is enough, and people are demanding answers i can't i mean i can't sit here and argue with that because I in essence, I feel the same way, but I also see the flip side of the coin, which is there are still ongoing operations and there's still a number of different i mean the way I view it is that this is a grand plan that's that's taken decades to get us to this point, and that now we're in the final phases and that what we want, the disclosure that we want, we, you know, the, the truth coming out, the EAS and all of those things, and the takedown of mainstream media. I believe it's coming. But I, and, and by the way, I've also stated that I, that I believe it has to happen prior to the next election cycle, if not a lot sooner. So I do believe we're in that final window, but it can't go on in perpetuity. It's not like I'm making the argument that we should just sit back. And no matter what the White Hats tell us, we shouldn't challenge it. We shouldn't question it. um, And we shouldn't, in essence, kind of draw some lines in the sand and say, you know, enough is enough. We, the people, have been put through this hell for a long time. And it's time for the military to step forward. And it's time for them to do their job, especially prior, I mean, with with the stipulation that it has to be prior to the next election cycle, because there's just simply no way that we can go through all of this again. And my audience members are always saying, we're not even going to get to the next election cycle, so I mean that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm going to stop talking now, so you can, uh, so I can get back to you. But uh, and do the best I can to follow along with what you're saying. I apologize again, folks, for the technical issues, but hopefully, carry that addressed what uh, what you were talking about.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I have to say that you've done a summary of maybe your from your point of view. Um, You know, I talked to a lot of people about this situation, and I also have done some back channel, uh, you might say, arguments with uh, people that on a chat group <clears throat> that Juan is involved in, although he doesn't participate much. So the thing is, though, that when you look at the situation, I, th- I don't think you can take a blanket and just put it over the earth and say, First of all, white hats are in charge, which is utter bullshit in, in my my view. OK, it's not even close to that. I'm sorry to say. Um, now, I appreciate that they want to be in charge. I'm appreciating that they're making certain moves and they have done certain moves like Trump going around the world and, and giving these letters that basically are telling these people that if they, you know, if they don't sort of toe the line, they're going to be outed as the the pedophiles and the child, you know, torturers that they are. Um, So there might be some mitigating factors because some of these people like Hillary, and there's a whole argument as to whether it's really Hillary anymore or what, but these people are not very vocal if you haven't noticed. Um, So that's an interesting twist in this time that we're in. And, um, I think it was with you, but it could have been someone else. But, you know, we talked about the idea that, oh, no, I, I think it was Josh Reed. Um, Josh and I talked about this idea that I have gotten a download that actually told me that the White Hats are going to win to a point And that in the meanwhile, the dark side is going to, it's kind of like, the reptilian way of doing things to submerge itself. You can think of a crocodile in the water or something like that Um, and slowly disappear from view so that they are no longer the target supposedly and allow, you know, the mice to play on the top of the earth, the surface of the earth. Um, So it is a multi-layered war And uh, the fact of the matter is, is they can easily avoid uh, sort of direct confrontation or even exposure at this point by submerging, by making it appear that the White Hats are, quote unquote, winning, that Trump is winning. But I think that that's a tactic. I don't think that's what's going to be the result. I think the result will be short lived. I think that humans have a tendency to you know, get some blush of, of success and think, oh, that's going to be it. We're going to win from here on out. That's just not how it works. And um, centuries of oppression and suppression and this whole place being in essence a prison planet for eons and eons and eons. We're talking going back to the, to the time of the Sumerian tablets and before and the kingmakers and so on. So I think it's naive to think, that the white hats are "quote unquote" winning. I also think there's so much evidence to the contrary <laughs> that um, you have to kind of screen out like half the world to come to that conclusion. Um, you know, the bottom line is that Maui. I, I don't. I do not consider the white hats to be Satanists. Or, um, or to be able to sit back while uh, people are murdered in cold blood right in front of their eyes. I think that that is, um, is way beyond the pale, okay? So I don't see that as a learning experience for humanity. I don't see that as um, anything other than a relatively surprise attack. Although one will say that they saw that China was scoping out on by, via telescope a day before the actual attack with the directed energy weapons happened, the area of Lahaina or Maui in general, actually. So what we're looking at, as you say, is a complex war. But I think it's naive, again, to underestimate our enemy and our opponent in this war. And our opponent, by the way, is working in the background in collusion with the ccp and by the way in case you haven't noticed they took they took over our government they're invading our border daily they're bringing in chinese uh you know military age men every day and i I saw some statistic and i may get it wrong because i'm terrible with numbers but it looked like something like six thousand a day um now this is And these are men also from all over South America. And of course, you know, a lot of these countries, these uh, whatever you want to call it, third world countries and even non third world, because I'm not sure you would classify China as a third world country. It's certainly a world power at this point, um, have a lot of young men who don't have jobs. And it's it's underreported, I believe. And it's probably. Very underreported when it comes to Ch- the Chinese mainland and maybe even other places like Indonesia, you know, so and so. So, what we have is a global population of military aged, coming of age, young men, anywhere from even you could say 14 years of age to, you know, who can tote a gun in essence, up into, you know, their 30s. Okay. And then you have it coming from, you know, in waves headed towards the United States coming across the border in our country and other countries, by the way. Um, and and this is, is there's, it's a setup, okay? So there's a setup taking place under our their watch or our watch, right? So I, I think that you need to think maybe militarily and strategically and never underestimate The enemy in these in these corridors of war, so to speak. And I, for one, again, believe that the White Hats had to be surprised by this event and where it happened and how it happened. Otherwise, it seems to me they would have prevented it. Now, and I believe they have the technology to do so. Now, we don't know, and this is actually something the crux of what I think about (laughs) daily, and uh, and I've tried to bring up multiple times, but because no one has the answer, it never gets really addressed, which is, when the White Hats came to the fore, and you know, I've followed them very closely, I've gotten to know a number of their members behind the scenes, I've even worked with them. Okay, on reports and so on. Over the years, and this is before, long before Q came to the fore. So I, you know, so I have to say I know the nature of their, of what they're involved in to some degree and maybe even more than some or most. But I can say that it is very strange because we don't know what is Trump and the White Hats, what is their deal with the secret space program, which is arguably the secret government and the secret off-world organization or on and off-world organization that is making strategic decisions as to what aliens to let in, what to keep out, et cetera. Do you see where I'm going? Because this, again, if you think of the war as something very narrow that just has to do the United States and, you know, some rah rah and Trump gets into office and everything's solved. No, mm-hmm. from my point of view, we are at a very strategic moment that is not revealed for the most part, even to the those of us in the know, right? We are not party and really never have been party to the discussions and the deals being made with off-world cultures, and I have, I know about this because Camelot had enough whistleblowers who did reveal these meetings are going on, they're going on in Antarctica, they're going on in places like Exeter in England, they're going on in Peru, and some of these places like Peru constantly get earthquakes because the earthquake weapon is being used against them when they're in these locations. To maybe interfere with or stop their meetings. So I just I what I really want to do is widen the playing field, get people to look at it in a in a bigger way. And I can tell you, I was just looking um, right before you finished talking, and I, I don't know if it's going to be valuable to do this, but I got a letter from a high-level source. Um, he's high level financial, I guess you might say. And I sent it on to Juan. And I don't know if I can actually read it here. I'd like to find it and read it. And so um, if you just bear with me really quickly, I'm going to see if I can land on it. Um, actually, because I did give it to Juan, I can probably find it quickly there. Um, but this is a letter. Okay, I'm going to read it. Um, and what it is, is this is what the person wrote. And this is based on just a couple of days ago. He says... I'm done with 107, he is now talking about, they are letting things play out till 2024 before they start acting on these criminals. Carrie, you said at best, we just got hit harder than Pearl Harbor and yet the military is still refusing to go public just um, <clears throat> and, uh, with what is going on or what is going on. And the White Hats are just as culpable as the cabal at this point. I know former military are not going to sit back anymore. Jaco and Nino are just lapdogs, apologies guys. Um, this is what the guy's saying, not me, um, that, that are going to get hit hard when people start standing up. I am beyond frust- frustrated. 107 is just um, a storyteller trying to control a script without consideration to the people being harmed. He and his family are safe, but what about the rest of us? And I sent that on to Juan, you know, who I have. I'm able to send texts and he doesn't reply, but at least I sent it to him. So, of course, the NSA reads it. Maybe the CIA reads it. Maybe Juan reads it. Maybe he doesn't. You know, who knows? Uh, But the point being is that, you know, I have a lot of contact over the years with long-term Sources, people who feed me information, um, and so on and so forth. And they, they're, they're not just opinions. They're people that are extremely knowledgeable and even have some secret dealings with the Illuminati, okay? Mm-hmm. In some cases, like that per- person. So they're quite in the know. And this is his reaction, okay, recently. And, of course, it's actually similar to everyone out there saying, you know, hey, hello, we've been attacked. Does the military not come out? And, you know, in Pearl Harbor, I mean, I have to keep harboring back to that. But during Pearl Harbor, okay, they tried to get the people involved. They actually, you know, they actually made movies and television shows to encourage an understanding of the Nazi incursion all over Europe and the fact that it was a real threat, okay, for us hear, you know, an ocean away, and so on and so forth. So what is going on? You know, (laughs) like, why? Why? Why do we have this? It's, it's like a a huge wall of silence, as far as I'm concerned. And like I was saying, we also we don't even hear from the dark side anymore, really Mm -hmm. much. So is this is this the way we're going to conduct our world from now on? I mean, worse secrecy than we've ever had before? I mean, the White Hats are encouraging nothing but secrecy. And, um, you know, I've constantly harked on this with Juan. And recently, I'm going to bring this in here. um, You know, there's a rumor going around that Juan is uh, being uh, sort of under a spell by some dark side Illuminati group, whatever it is. And so that information came across to me. I hadn't heard the rumor, but someone sent it to me like a day ago. So in response, I actually, first of all, remembered a dream I had over a week ago. It's more like it might even be two weeks now. Um, I think it's right before I left Morocco in which I was walking through a room full of statues. And I was thinking about John. Well, I call him John. uh, And thinking, what is his last name? For some reason, I was going to talk to somebody about him or something. And suddenly I couldn't remember his last name. This is in the dream. And it was a block and it was bothering me. And it was going, the dream was going on and on. And I kept trying to say, well, what's his last name? Why can't I remember his last name? Like all all of a sudden, then I woke up. And at the time I thought, this is a very strange dream. (laughs) Of course, I thought Kennedy, obviously. And then I thought, well, I think he must be having an identity crisis in essence, and that's what it symbolized to me. so you know, I move on my life's quite involved I didn't think about it much after that. but when this message came through about this spell that was on him, and I was also struck the week before by a couple of um, you know interview talks that he gave and Actually, one in particular where he goes on stage in Chicago. And in those, I was really struck by how much he was trying to portray himself as this redneck Christian fundamentalist and sounding just completely unhinged in that regard. <laughs> you know, now this is my point of view. I mean, I'm not a fan of those people, but. I understand where they're coming from. Some are good, some are bad, some are just completely programmed, like to the nth degree.
0: Oh, I and- agree. A lot of people with religion, that's very much a, it's just another form of mind control, you know, when you don't yeah. have that open-mindedness. I mean, certainly I'm not here to, you know, do a diatribe against religion, but I i, I certainly see the, the aspect of that. And by the way, I just figured out that that audio problem, Carrie, I apologize, but it's been going on. I finally fixed it. So I'm finally able to hear you and not like hear you twice with a 15 second delay. I do apologize for the audience. Normally I probably would have piped in by now. I've been doing the best I can. Um, so anyway, go, go ahead and continue. I'm with you now. We're on the same page and, uh, you know, I'll comment on, you know, some of the stuff that uh, you had to say when, uh, when you're through, go ahead.
1: Okay, so what are, my point is that I, I, I decided to, you know, I alerted Juan, um, I alerted Nino, and I asked Nino to watch over Juan, you know, at this time because of this is really a dynamic. And people don't know, but I, I worked in, you know, I'm, I'm a, a trained actress and I studied in, um, In New York, and then I I also worked in the entertainment business or the movie business uh, and television uh, in L.A. for like over twenty years. So there's a syndrome that goes on, and it you know back in the day it was actually called something like the Sean Connery um, syndrome, where. Actors who play parts sometimes get so deep into their part, they actually have a kind of a psychotic break, if you want to call it that. Sometimes it lasts hours, sometimes days, sometimes longer. And what it is, is they they lose track of who they are. They, They get so deep into the character, they begin to think they're them. And there was a rumor back in the day, I don't know if it was really true, that Sean Connery or someone like him, one of the 007 actors, did that they lost the plot and they basically thought they were him. So this this occurs to me, and I had warned Ron about this, having come from the background of the entertainment business um, and dealing with actors and being dealing with, in my world, I was dealing with the top studio heads and all that kind of thing. So I have to say that Judging from what I was seeing, judging from my dream. So I put these things together, okay? All happening in, in a, a short span of time. Mm-hmm. One saying there's a spell. Another one saying, you know, that is basically saying that there's a dream in which he can't remember or I can't remember his last name. Um, and and then the these performances, if you want to call them that, where it, it seems like he's actually lost track of who he really is because i know that he was not raised as a as a christian fundamentalist okay but it's an act and in my view it's an act i know that christians want to believe that he's wholeheartedly there and maybe he is you know for on a degree but there is uh, there is also a john jr who had a whole history before he ever got into you know Hillary trying to kill him in the, you know, with the airplane thing that didn't work. People that don't know this. I've done lots of investigation on this story. Um, I interviewed a guy named John Conner, who they tried to kill because he wrote an investigation into the JFK Jr. Um, There's a book out there. It's on my website as well. Um, Basically investigating everybody and talking to the people on the ground in Martha's Vineyard, et cetera, et cetera. So I've done tons of research on this. In addition to the last three, maybe even four years now of meeting John on various venues, interacting with him, interacting with his double who is Wayne Willett, who doesn't really look like him at all. And all of this is put on my website. Now it's front and center. It's the first article there, I think. Um, so here I can just bring, I guess I could bring up the website while I'm talking, but why don't you jump in here? Because I, I don't sure. want to go
0: on for hours. <laughs> no, no, you've laid it out really well. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, one of the things as I was, you know, following, <laughs> listening to you twice, I was like processing what you're saying. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing a playback of what I was trying to process. But anyway, uh, you said that, you know, you should never really underestimate your enemy and i have to say that you know i came into this um, you know i'm just an ordinary american i've never you know i don't have whistleblowers i don't have any special intel or anything like that i just came into this as a truth seeker and ultimately i have to say that throughout the course of my journey since i started i very much you know, the needle has moved quite a bit in terms of the direction that you're talking about in in, in that i wanted to believe initially and there were certainly voices out there and there's still voices out there that are going to tell you that the white hats are in complete control, that the deep state has absolutely no power, and that everything is a movie, right? And my audience knows this. I mean, I talked about it quite a bit. I am still inclined to believe that a lot of what we are watching is scripted out, is pantomime, but I don't believe that that's all aspects and all elements of it. But as we've gone on, just to to emphasize what you were talking about, I've very much moved in the direction of yeah not un- don't underestimate the deep state there's still very much a battle there's still very much a war going on there's no other way to explain these types of events but i still remain confident that behind the scenes based and not just you know it's not just based upon you know uh, my hopes and dreams or or even my faith you could say but it's also based upon the Q drop, so many of the deltas that we've seen, the future proving past, there's just so much evidence that there is a military operation going on behind the scenes, as you know. I mean, you talk all about it. And so I have faith in that operation. I have faith in the way that the, the operation is being run, but that doesn't mean that I think that... I don't think that in any scenario, you're going to be able to, whether you say control or whatever word you want to use... No aspect of warfare is controllable to the degree that you're never going to lose lives and that attacks aren't going to happen, and that people aren't going to die in the process. And I think that knowing that in, in, a, in a sense, respecting that on one level as my overall viewpoint of warfare, because that's the simple reality, but also tempering that with the real people that are being affected. And like I said before, any this could happen to any one of us. So demanding, accountability, demanding answers. I think that is our role. I think that everything that you're saying, I don't disagree. I agree that we should be pushing for answers. I agree that we should be demanding and saying that the military needs to step in. They need to make their presence known because the window, as I said, is closing the way I see it. There really is a short window between now and the next election cycle. And perhaps even before that, where the wheels just completely fall off and everything just falls apart. And I think that you make a very Good case. And, you know, talking about leveling this, the playing, the uh, the playing field, and certainly on the level of the secret space program, you know, I've, you and I have talked about this before. And that's been one of my big questions is, you know, to what degree, because I recognize that it's not simply about nation state versus nation state. I mean, I understand that the CCP was most likely involved in this strike, but that doesn't mean that I look at it as like U.S. versus China. You know, that's not where I'm going with that. I understand that they're functioning. The CCP is, you know, it's a wing of the deep state, and I understand all of that. But, and I and I and I get that. Real the real war is at that level, is at the the level of AI, like we've talked about the secret space program, and that's really been one of my biggest areas of curiosity, I guess, in research, trying to figure out to what degree do the white hats control or have control of this the secret space program, let's just say, or you know, or the war over AI that you talk about all the time, you know, who's actually winning that war? I mean, based upon all of the evidence that I've talked about regularly on my show that's available to all of us, I believe that we are winning the war. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to sustain major attacks. I mean, you you know, you see it happening all over the place. Like you, you brought up the map of the fires, the train derailments, all of these things. In my view, I see that as the deep state panicking and trying to just throw everything they can at us because they know what's in store for them. And I think that this has been planned for many decades. And I think that, you know, Q told us, and it's been repeated many, many times that timing is everything. And- so that's kind of you know how I come down on it, but at the same time, I fully agree in essence with what you're saying, and that I don't I, I do think it's naive to believe that they're in complete control, so if that's the impression that I, that I've given you or anyone, that's not what I'm suggesting. And I guess to you, I mean you know I would ask um, I mean there's so many things I could ask based uh, along the lines of what you were saying, but you know in, in terms of Maui, do you believe that uh, that they made an attempt to to try to thwart this attack. Do you believe that they simply were not capable of thwarting this attack? I mean, why do you think that? Or is it that the deep state just is still technologically superior, and that the White Hats just you know kind of just got caught with their pants down? I mean, how do you see this whole thing going down? I mean, what what do you think happened? Because to me, I totally agree. They would be beyond the pale for them to just sit back and say, you know what, we're just going to allow this directed energy weapon. Take out all these people to to wake up the normies. I do not believe that for one second. But what I'm curious, you know, how do you think that they did did they have foreknowledge of this? It seems like they did. Do you think that they tried to to stop it and were prevented? Give us your thoughts.
1: I think one purposefully is not telling us that information. I do think, you know, I mean, if you want to think about it a little bit logically, you could say that. Everything's fair game at the moment for the dark side to exercise um, some degree of, uh, you know, I I guess, baiting the tiger or or um, attacks on us. The attacks on the United States have been absolutely nonstop. Um, And most of them point to sabotage, you know, whether whether it's our food, it's our, um, you know, the fires, it's, it's you know, you, you name it, the derailments, the poisoning of our our air. In other words, it's, it's like you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to realize that this is a concerted effort to attack nonstop the United States. And it's been going on now for um, arguably the last four or five
0: years. And COVID was part of that attack by the way. Well, they've got everybody believing that it's climate change. That's, that's why they, you know, they built this whole narrative. And actually, I've been kind of focused on that lately because they knew that eventually they were going to go operational with all these weapons and hit us left and right. So sure, you might as well brainwash the people into believing that it's simply happening on its own. And a but, lot of people out there still believe that.
1: And, and look at the woke culture. You know, what they have put out into the woke culture has all been engineered in and planned. Okay. Nice. To have, you know, children changing sexes at a, you know, at a young age and parents losing control over their children's lives at a very young age. And, you know, I mean, the thing goes on and on. It, it's, it's like, it's a massive front. Um, it's and waking a lot of I, people up though. Well, maybe some, but some of them, it actually has put them deeper into sleep, if you will.
0: Oh, some I mean, people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I
1: mean, the bottom line is that there is a lot of people that are completely in the dark, more so than ever. And also, and I worry about this daily as well, which is what I call, you know, in essence, the PR of the White Hats, which is pretty much negligible other than one. There are a few people out there who are in the media that have maybe signed agreements behind the scenes. I mean, arguably, Jan Halper Hayes, by the way she spoke on that show, indicates to me that she is basically a white hat. She knows the language and she's coming across with it okay, in a public forum. So I think we had a reveal of another white hat in that instance. I think there have been uh, even certain people turned, like Tucker was not always on Trump's side, but he's turned. Um, I think he was, you know, they got, they went after him. They got him turned. Um, and there are probably some other well-known people that we could point to same way. So they have been, you know, doing a behind the scenes kind of PR uh, <clears throat> outreach, if you will, but they have no clear platform and they have no, you um, you know, they're not known. I mean, we call them the white hats. No one else does. Um, you know what I'm saying? And Trump, you know, he draws the cue on stage or whatever. It does it very smoothly. A lot of people don't even notice, you know, <laughs> but this has been going on now, this sort of clandestine movement that we're part of. But it's in a sense, it's so secretive that no one knows it exists except the people that participate, which is. A really weird dichotomy. And part of what also goes on is that, you know, again, they work behind the scenes. You know, Juan has gone in and got all the secretaries of state um, people that are running for that office and sort of commandeered them into an organization that has weekly meetings. And you don't hear about it much. He talks about it every once in a while. Um, But what that is, is a setup to stop the steal and to make sure that the courts and, and the and the Congress are, you know, um, heads up so that when the election happens again, you know, supposedly these people will be in position. And if they're not in position, they'll be watchful of the, you know, of, of another steal. I mean.
0: But honestly, I- like, what good is that going to do?
1: Well, this is an indication, though. See, and and this is the thing. And then, you know, the Brunson case, and he brings that up again recently. And, you know, he's also, you know, so he's constantly like, again, because as far as I'm concerned, as a politician's son, he sees things in those terms. Okay, he can't stop himself. So he might have forgotten who he is, but he still goes along with these things that he was trained with. And are you, you 100% know,
0: certain? I mean, you have a I'm I mean, sorry. out of anyone that I talk to, I mean, you, you seem like you have 100% certainty. Most people kind of say, yeah, they think maybe possibly some people say no way. John is I'm pretty one pretty certain. Yeah, I, I what can I tell you?
1: You know, I've I spent a, quite a long time in the early days talking to him on the phone. I had these incredibly prophetic dreams. I interviewed him, you know, several years ago. He told me to my face he'd never do another interview because I had a tendency to get the truth out of people that they don't want to give. And then he told me you no know, in certain terms when he met me a year ago. I think it was at the Reckoning, um, face to face. You know, his face inches from mine, begging me not to make him break his security oath. By, in other words, getting him to talk about something he wasn't supposed to talk about. Like I have some special power, which kind of blew me away that he actually said that again when he'd already told me that, you know, a couple of years before that. But apparently it's still, you know, in fact. <laughs> and Gene DeCote will say the same thing about me, by the way, in case you haven't heard it. So all I can say is that, yes, I know it's John.
0: Yes, I know there. You know, I'm not going to do the litany here. I, oh, no, I wasn't at. I was just looking for, like, for you to just a quick answer, like, you know, are you really that certain about it? That's really what my curiosity is.
1: As far as I'm concerned, the, you know, I've been investigating these, these stories and stories in general and talking to whistleblowers for over 18 years at this point. And I'm showing my website, hopefully, here. Oh, yeah. And here is the article that I just. It's been around, I, it's, it, it was already put together a long time ago after the Patriot double down. I've got these photographs that show, you know, John, him at the Patriot double down. He did a pared down. He was not in his normal disguise. Now, look at this. I mean, since we're on the topic, I'll just show you this much. This is him with the camera photographing himself getting dressed into this ridiculous bodysuit. He was on the phone with Nino when this he flashed this by accident. And Nino warned him. He said, You're 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 on camera. And he was fiddling around with his camera and such. And you know, I captured the still shot. He doesn't want me to put this out, but I actually this at this moment I don't give a flying fuck. But this is um, <laughs> the reckoning fest, you know, I think a year ago. Uh, this, I met him in person. This is John. Okay. He is in a greater disguise. Hello. Than he is at the Patriot Double Down where he actually pared down his disguise. But I think he got threatened after that. So he went even more into hiding so to speak is term in terms of his disguise and he has a bigger fatter belly and he has a big white beard and he wears his hat constantly and he's sweating and um, he must be incredibly uncomfortable it's a horrible disguise here he is at the
0: patriot double down Do you again. think that Juan has gotten too into character that's I, what i also heard i, I think here he is,
1: looking how fatty looks in this picture this was just uh like a month ago with this i, I forget the guy's name um, you know, in other words, look at this beard, the stomach, the whole. He's wearing two pairs of pants. Look, I am not at liberty to say why. I know for a fact, but I know for a fucking fact that John is one o seven. John is Juan. It's a Spanish name. It means John. O is Jackie O, and Seven is the Seven Hill Library, where his father, a dedicated library in Seven. I think it's called Savin Hill, Connecticut, or wherever the fuck. So think about it. He made this name up, 107. He brought it from his past. It's in plain sight. I mean, there's so many. If you look at this article that I just brought you to, I just showed you the top of the article. I have people who wrote in, who verified all the things I was talking about, who gave me little bits and pieces they found out about, some of whom who even know him. I mean, there's so much. And I have gotten verification after verification. I am not a fool. Okay. This is my life's work. I'm I don't not going to are a fool. Believe me. I,
0: believe know, me, but I don't think you're a fool. And I don't think anybody don't out there does. Wouldn't, care.
1: I wouldn't risk my life's work by talking about a person who is not who I'm saying they are. I met 107 with the blue eyes. I've talked to him at length. He's not even the same personality. And he's his picture, by the way, is on this page, you know, so. Now, why does that matter? A lot of people don't kind of get it. He, by the way, he's our vice president. He is the vice president of the republic. So it kind of matters. OK, he is Trump's right hand. OK, so let me let me show you um, this picture of who he is not, who is his sidekick, who I believe he bet he maybe met during uh, the takedown of the Soviet Union. Because he went undercover. He got training as a military guy. I've got pictures of that. I mean, it's so extensive. But this picture, can you see this? And maybe I need to make it bigger. But it's its on the internet. These are all on the internet. You know, I don't have any special pictures. Uh, but this is this is his sidekick, okay? Do you see what he looks like without his mask on? He, you know, back in the day, he was on camera. And, and you know, people argue about it. His name is Wayne Willett. All right. And I've met him. I've talked to him. He has nice blue eyes. You know, I prefer John's, but what the hell? Um, Now, look, this is John as a young man with a military. He's he joined a secret military unit. He was watched over by the Secret Service since he was, you know, born. Um, Jackie used to go crazy because they were around him constantly. Do you think that the White Hats after his father was assassinated just let him go be assassinated like his father
0: No, you- oh, no 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 i 100 percent believe that he is he wasn't. i do believe that I, I i was just curious about you know i mean I, and i've heard you break down all this stuff about Juan, and i you know and I, I i believe me i since the beginning i've known that he's an individual of importance bare minimum because you just listen to the guy talk and you know within five minutes you realize that you're dealing with somebody who has an enormous amount of knowledge and way more knowledge than your average person would have. I mean, as you pointed out, I mean, he has the military knowledge he has, he's clearly he's a lawyer. He can speak on, you know, weaponry. He can speak, obviously he's got this whole Bible
1: Street of the Trump hotel. He stays in Florida. He goes to the Mar-a-Lago. I know people that have gone to parties with him there. He hangs out there constantly. I mean, there's so much, you know, there's a zillion things. Okay. So, let's just move on past that. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I didn't really want to go into a dive on that. I was just, I just had to, you know, insert that in there. So then why do you think then if, if he is JFK jr. And he's actually our vice president, this kind of like kind of going full circle to what we've been talking about tonight, why haven't the white hats come forward? What is the strategy and what needs to happen in order for us to get to where we need to be? I mean, in terms of we, the people, I mean, what do we need to do? What actions do we need to take? And what do the White Hats need to, like, how do you see this playing out in the right way? If, if this were to start playing out in the right way, what do you think needs to happen? And what is, the, what is the primary reason in your view that it hasn't happened yet?
1: Well, I think, you know, there's probably multiple, but you know, there's the quote unquote plan. And that is weighed in by generals, top generals, the ones that are aligned with Trump, as well as their AI, as well as arguably possible certain ET races that might be favorable towards us and trying to support us. So it's, that's a, you know, a group and, um, and certainly, you know, Juan weighs in there, but I don't think he's necessarily, you know, running the place. So Um, Although I do think he's on a very, very high level. So this is what we're dealing with. I mean, do you remember right after Maui when Trump was supposed to do a a press conference and then
0: canceled all of a sudden? Yeah, right after the uh, now that was that was after Lahaina, where he canceled the Georgia Uh, was in it was supposed to be in New Jersey, but it was about the Georgia indictments. That's what we're talking about.
1: There's a lot of reasons why they might have canceled. Right. But I had, I I think I told you this, but I've told, you know, I've said it already on many shows, but um, right around that time, I, I, you know, when I was in Morocco, I guess I had some pretty important dreams and one of them was a Trump dream. Okay. And I haven't dreamt about him for maybe even a year or something. I'm not, I don't dream much about Trump, but I have had some significant dreams about him. And I have seen him by the way win an election. Now, I actually think it might be the 2024 election, but I'm, you know, I don't go around spouting that all the time to because I don't want, you know, I know I don't like pr- people that do predictions that much. And even though I'm a precog, I kind of try to keep this stuff pretty close to the, you know, the chest, so to speak, because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, that's kind of like interfering with people's futures in a way to go out there in my position and start spouting off all this stuff. But occasionally, you know, I'm in a situation where do I say something or don't I say something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in essence, I had this dream right after the whole Lahaina and the whole thing was happening. And I was, you know, even though I was traveling, I was very concerned over this Maui hit. And, um, you know, I did the round table. Do you remember with Nino and Michael Jaco? Yeah, it was excellent. It was clear where I was at, you know, very concerned at that point. Well, right around that time, I had a Trump dream in which he showed up in my dream. It was very sort of like a real life kind of thing. And he basically he was acting kind of like a lawyer. Like that's how I would say he was acting. He was showing me a piece of paper with a bunch of writing on it. He was basically saying to me and he was standing really strong and really tall and saying, you know, that he basically had my back, that he was going to pr- defend and protect me. Okay. And that was the clear message. I woke up from that dream. And I, I remembered the dream. And I thought, wait, well, what that really is, is not him saying he's just gonna, you know, protect me. <laughs> Actually, it was him trying to get an, a, a thing across to the American people that he wanted to go in, on a platform and say, which is his natural inclination, which would be we've been attacked. I'm going to defend and protect you. Do not fear. You know, I have your back, you know, the American people. But he didn't get to say that. He didn't get to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I believe that they actually had to stop him from doing that. I believe that he was fully prepared to fucking do that, you know, because wouldn't you be? Wouldn't that be the first thing you would want to do as a military person after that hideous attack, after, you know, about the murder of children and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you and the damage to this incredibly beautiful place, you know, that's part of the United States. So what I'm trying to say here is that I do believe that, you know, elements of the White Hats see things from my point of view. I believe they agree with me. I believe that sometimes they have dissension in their ranks. And I believe that there are a lot of white hats at this point that are really sick of fighting a fight in behind the scenes, okay? And getting no credit whatsoever, being questioned right, left, and center. I mean, we're living in this Rashomon reality in which Trump is being supposedly arrested for all these things that he didn't do, um and his following is greater than ever um and yet there are tons of haters out there that don't get it at all um and you know i mean it's we're living in this kind of you know this reality of you don't really see this as being
0: strategic on the on behalf of the white hats in mm-hmm. essence like the art of war appear weak when you're strong you know, that we're going to get this gut punch. I mean, what do you make of that when you hear? Because I know you respect Juan, obviously. I mean, when he talks about the gut punch, I mean, I brought up the Trump assassination attempt narrative. I mean, I'm curious what you think of that.
1: I have argued with them about the art of war, actually. I know that sounds presumptuous, but I read it when I was in Hollywood. It was passed around for us to read. <laughs> so, um, you know, and plus I'd studied Zen Buddhism and Buddhism and all these different Eastern philosophies, ex- up, you know, before that. So I already understand the oriental mind and the way they think actually. And I have a nice rapport with them as well, but I can tell you that they make a big thing about the art of war. And by the way, behaving that way. And certainly the United States military has actually been incorporating those things forever. Haven't you just heard like, In the last 10 years about how we have, you know, our military is shit, that we have terrible weapons, they've all gone bad and that, you know, nobody's being trained to protect it or all this kind of thing. Right. But if you actually followed even the work of Catherine Austin Fitz, who was the housing secretary under Reagan, I think, um, basically outlining the black budget. Where all the money is going into the secret space program, into weapons development, into everything under the sun. So it's an act. The Chinese do the exact same thing. They do it to each other. It's a joke. In my world, you know, come on, this is just a joke already. They know they do that shit. Okay. They always try to pretend they're less than. That's the point. They want to pretend to their enemies. So the enemies come in and think they can attack them home free. And then they get corralled and, you know, taken out. We're in, we're in that, we're in that milieu right now. Okay. And, and this is, again, could be their rationale because they're not talking about Maui, what really happened so that we don't get angry and have a fucking civil war and, you know, get rid of the current regime that they think is in power, which is Biden, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're kind of between a rock and a hard place in a way, because if you throw out Biden and the deep state, you have to come around to believing and to understanding that Trump is actually, he's president of the Republic. He dissolved the corporation. That was Jan Halper. Hayes even said that. I mean, yeah. to her credit, I mean, in a short, I mean, she the shortest statement she packed in, you know, this, 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 this. I mean, she, she was also
0: said that she's on a task force that's basically where we are right now as the general public in terms of military intervention.
1: And, and it, I would argue that that whole the whole darg and pony show with her and the British journalists was all targeted. OK, it was all meant to be. It was all staged. I think she was totally prepared. You know, I watched her on the interview with Nino, and I can say that, you know, this woman was a lot more closed down with Nino than she appeared on that British TV show. And that's more
0: guarded. I agree.
1: That means that she, she didn't want to go off script. She'd been warned. And I don't know if you saw that, you know, Juan came on that show. And one of the things Juan does is he considers himself our handler. He is—he considers himself to have become the handler of all the alternative media. That includes me and you, by the way. And I—I I, I believe he doesn't. He won't come on your show. Isn't that right?
0: I, I've tried to get him on, yeah, and he hasn't come on. But yeah. I've never actually spoken to him directly. I've—I've I've tried to make inroads, but I haven't made. Any. I know, But
1: let me tell you, the reason he hasn't come on your show is because you are a very good interviewer. You are no kiss ass. And sad to say, but most of the people he talks to are kiss asses and they don't really know how to ask a good question. They're not like me. They're not like you. They're, they they do not delve in and they're not very experienced. Okay. A lot of them are Bible thumpers and they want to, you know, all he has to do is, is spout some Bible story and they just want to kiss his ass. From here to Sunday. I mean, I'm sorry. I know I can get a lot of enemies this way, but that is a fact. He won't come on really good interviewers' shows, and it's to his detriment. It's to the detriment, as far as I'm concerned, of the white hat hats. But it has everything to do with not breaking their security oath, keeping their secrecy, not accidentally letting leak, leaking out something. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: And this is a fact. They're very, very guarded. They're very, very secret. And this is, you know, it's gone on, in my opinion, way too long, but it is their tactic. Now, when are they going to come to the fore? I don't know. But if it, really, if Maui didn't do it, is, you know, what do you have to do? Bomb the entire United States for them to come forward? I mean, what the fuck?
0: You think that they, they already know. know? I mean, for I think you agree with me that they are eventually going to come forward, right? Oh, yeah. So I fully- they, do you think that they've already picked a time that that there are that, you know, that inner circle of people that already know exactly when this is going to happen? Or do you think it's more of a fluid situation where there's still, like you indicated, there's maybe some dissension in the ranks?
1: Well, there definitely is. And I don't know who prevails under those circumstances. You know, maybe it changes. But I do know that, and I'm gonna reveal this. I've said this already, but I was in a big argument with Juan, and I've had yelling arguments with him. And Basically, he said to me, I said, why don't you come forward? Blah, blah, blah. And this is years ago at the Patriot Double Down. I, went, I was backstage behind the, the kitchen thing and no one else could hear me. So I was kind of like yelling and saying, you know, this, this and this. And this is why you should come forward and blah, blah. And he basically said, no, I want to do it my way. I don't know. Do you call that an admitting? Look, he never it, he never says he's not. It's in, you got to look at that. He never even in the beginning of my interview with him. You know, the first thing I asked him, I said, do you want me to call you John or John, John or Juan or what? He said, I'd like to stick with Juan. <laughs> <laughs> but I scared the shit out of him, I'm sure. Right. Because well, According
0: he, to him, he says that he said that he's not JFK. Bullshit. I know you went on one guy's show. I think it was the Altered you got to listen. A I can't carefully. remember his name, but he really grilled one. Did you see that? That uh, show that he went on where he got grilled. And that
1: guy is an idiot.
0: I'm sorry. You know, well, I don't guy. even know the guy I'm just saying, I, I was just pointing out like, I mean, he no, really, uh,
1: you, you got to understand how he gets out of these things. It's kind of like, if you don't speak the language, you don't realize what he's really saying. Okay. So he says certain things and, by the way, on one of the shows, he got so discombobulated trying to deny it that he said, I'm not RFK Jr. That's what he said. He was like so flustered that he, he, he didn't even know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> it was, you know, kind of fascinating. But anyway, once in a while, he kind of slips. Um, and sometimes he does it on purpose, just like when he showed this bodysuit on Nino. I mean, he, it was on camera he didn't edit it out. Nino didn't edit it out. They could have. Okay. He's edited out other things. Um, A lot of times you have to understand is that, you know, it's kind of like that criminal that wants to get caught. I think his fondest dream is to be outed. I think he's sick to death of this character, but I also think he may be in too deep. I think sometimes that he, he walks around in character too much. He doesn't, Connect with his past and with who he really is, you know. And he's losing the thread. And I think it's it's. I do think there's a kind of a spell, a mind control, if you will. He 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 basically opened himself up to it because when you play a role for year after year and you wear the clothing and all this nonsense, I mean, it's just insane. It's not gonna. It's. There's no way it's good for your head. Okay. There's no way. I agree. So you know. Anyway, um, maybe we can move on into other topics. But
0: well, yeah, I, I mean we we've, we've been on for you know about an hour and a half. I'm not sure how much time you have, but you know, I mean, I think we've we've covered a lot tonight. But I'm I am curious, though. I there's just so many different things I could ask you about. But I mean, in the end, do you think that we are going to have some sort of a gut punch? Like one, I guess we'll keep it somewhat connected to what Juan was talking about. And what do you think that's going to be? Because to me, I think as you put it, you know, what? How many more uh, attacks is it going to take? I mean, how many more people are going to have to die? And believe me, I know a lot of people are thinking along those lines, including myself. I mean, with full respect for the White Hats and the and the my lack. Quite frankly, of military knowledge and their their tactics, and what's really going on behind the scenes, and how many lives—I mean, I believe that they've saved probably countless lives that we're probably going to hear about somewhere down the road. And this covert thing clearly is—it's gotten to gotten people to the end of their rope, so to speak. And so people really had enough of it. So I fully, you know, I'm fully sympathetic to that. But I see it as things are really bad right now, and they're about to get really worse before they get better that's the way that i've always envisioned it that there is going to be and Juan has been a big part of this there's going to be this gut punch it's going to be it's going to seem like all hope is lost and there's cuban, the Trump hello, assassination hello. thing. go ahead go ahead
1: cuban missile crisis that's what he calls it okay yeah it's not accidental and then recently he's been saying the chinese are getting involved in cuba and basically setting themselves up for a Cuban Missile Crisis moment that will somehow mirror what JFK went through. Okay, so that's what he has been saying: a Cuban Missile Crisis type event. Right,
0: a scare it necessary has event, supposedly like
1: supposedly atomic scare. You know, like it's nuclear, some nuclear thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we haven't had that yet, and the fact is that. Maybe China's setting up in Cuba for just for that reason. But he did say, see, if you call it a Cuban missile crisis like moment, then supposedly no one died there and things were halted. So then again, he's kind of saying things will be halted and maybe Trump is going to have to come forward as commander in chief, which he is, and basically blow Biden out of the water that way and the whole deep state and their They're puppets and traitors that are currently in office. So, you know, yeah, that's supposed to happen. When it's going to happen, I don't know. I'm sure it's in the cards. Um, In theory, it's in the cards before 2024. So the window is narrowing, right? Absolutely. And I guess we'll see what happens. Uh,
0: I don't think there's any way we get to election 2024 without any military intervention. I I just don't see it, and I I don't really think that there's anyone who's serious out there who's actually making that case. There are people who are talking about 2024. And obviously I mean, when I talked about that, and whenever I bring it up, people you know, I get a lot of flack because obviously people don't want to hear about 2024. They want to right. they want resolution. They want truth. They want disclosure. And I think, like you say, the window is closing. It has to happen because we can't go through this again. We can't go through another stolen election, another another pandemic. I mean, you know, at a certain point, the whole thing's going to fall apart if they don't come
1: under those circumstances. I mean, there is no country at that point. I mean, calling it a country right now is even uh, questionable, to be honest. Um, As far as I'm concerned, this big thing they're trying to prevent, which is civil war. It's already a civil war. It's just not kinetic the way you would expect. Maybe people, neighbor shooting neighbors, some bullshit like that. You know, we live in a, in a different era yeah, it's than fifth the time of the Civil War. It's not, it's not even worthwhile to go around shooting your neighbor. <laughs>
0: it's not going to do it. Mean, it's counterproductive. They're way yeah. better. Yeah, yeah I No, mean, I, I agree.
1: But I also believe it's a civil war on the planet. In other words, this war between factions is going on in every country, not just ours. And that this is also an alien war. We're dealing with off-planet races right fucking now. And some of them are heavily invading us. And so is the AI. And that means alien AI. And so when you bring all these pieces in, you're in a whole different ballgame. Oh yeah. Okay. And whether or not Trump and his group can have an impact on that. You might even say hangs in the balance and has everything to do with the deals they make with the secret space program, secret government, and places like Basel, Switzerland, where the people, the money guys reside, and then their off planet cohorts, which may be the Anunnaki, for example, etc. In other words, this is a world war. People just don't realize it. Okay. I agree, necessarily. And, and and I think that that's going to become more and more obvious as time moves on. Um, So
0: yeah, you think we're going to see an attempt on Trump's quote unquote, Trump's life? Do you think that could be the gut punch? Because uh, what did you make out of, you know, Tucker directly asking him that? Well, I think there's been lots of attempts on his life. I mean, well, yeah, I know, but I mean, you don't usually
1: talk about it. That's the thing. Right? I, okay. It's my theory. First of all, I think he's heavily protected. Now, I think he has off planet protection. Okay. Which makes a difference. Um, I think that, it, you know, as part of this scenario, it's like they can't take him out, they can't make him more popular, more of a martyr, because they're going to basically, yes, they'd have chaos, but they'd have like, you know, World level chaos. I don't think that they. I don't think they can do that. I think that he's also heavily, heavily protected, um, and his popularity. That would set things off roots, massively.
0: You know. if that ever happened, even if it was a double or anything along those lines. And you know, Trump did say, "I'm sorry to interrupt," but he did. Say, I mean, Juan said that the military when they stepped in. It would be to stop a civil war. I remember him saying that several times. I don't know if you recall that as well. And it kind of prompts you to think, well, how it's are we supposed hard. to get to that point? What's going to happen? And certainly, an attempt on Trump's life would would do it's it. It's
1: already happening. Okay, it's already happening. I don't, you know, and I'm I'm saying that several times, but you got to realize this civil war is happening. Our country is split, and it's split. Many different ways, not just in half. Okay. Um, As far as my precog dreams, I will say that that's not going to change. Even when Trump wins, we are going to be in a civil war. Even after he wins, Um, because those you know the normies, the psychos, the program masses are still the program masses, and that's not going to change their life. And as far as they're concerned, and. It's, do you really
0: think there's that many of them?
1: I certainly do. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I always thought of I it was like that. Everyone I talk
1: stuff. to says the same thing I do. Their family members, their friends, they they're completely clueless. They just they just are. They're well, just, I mean,
0: I'm I'm saying we're we're, we're saying maybe projecting like to the EAS, you know, when it, when it finally, or the EBS, whatever you want to call it, when it finally goes off and the military comes forward, which you and I both agree is going to happen at some point in the future, that the vast majority of people out there, whether they're waking up right now or whether they're on the fence or whether they're just having a little cognitive dissonance, that the vast majority of people will respond when they hear the truth. But that there's still going to be that, you know, eight to 10% of people that are just far too programmed that are just militant. And, but that's the way I've always viewed it. Not really the, the masses, as you put it now. I, mean, no,
1: I see. I don't see it like that. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't see it like that. I see that we've got a much bigger split than that. Um, I think arguably, if you want to be fairly conservative, you could say 60, 40, 60 being on the chart on the side of Trump, but that would be optimistic. I think it could be, you know, it could be different than that, could be worse than that. Um, but I definitely don't think, I, you know, I just read you a letter from somebody on the top level who is basically saying, forget Juan and the White Hats. I mean, even the people that were supporting them initially are no longer supporting them. And I get this constantly. You have to understand I mean, I know military people that argue with me behind the scenes, telling me they're culpable for every single one of these hits that they let happen, whether it be Ohio, the train spills, the this, the that, what they didn't prevent, what they allowed to happen on their watch, the bullshit they've allowed to happen. I mean, the, you know, they're, they're waiting for the fall, you know, the people sitting in prison. The January six people, grandmothers, people that have died on COVID because they didn't come, you know, forward and say this is a psyop, you know. God, it's you know, it's a very difficult double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You can't get out from under it that easily, you know. People believe if you have knowledge and you don't speak out and you aren't. You don't try to prevent something. You are culpable. You're part of the problem.
0: Do you entertain even the possibility that had they not done it this way, as as wrong as it may seem that it could have been far worse had they gone in a different direction? Or do you not even see that as a possibility?
1: I think they're fighting uh, a war that's intelligent. And I also think it's maybe a numbers game. Maybe they didn't have the numbers to go at that it as direct and head on as, as they might've liked. Um, I don't know if they have the numbers now, to be honest. So it's, what are they
0: waiting for then? The numbers? I mean, do you really think that that's what it is? It's, it's a numbers game. You
1: know, I'm talking about military against military. You have to understand they're going up against a deep state that has been entrenched that it, arguably, which involves our secret space program that has reptilians on one half and Pleiadians on the other, and they're neck and neck trying to influence the humans. And God knows who, you know, who's held precedence even over all these years. The secrecy look at Congress. Look at Congress trying to knock on the door of the secret space program and showing you how they're coming up empty, how they're being waylaid, how those people, that three guys that were sitting there who have a tremendous amount of knowledge between them they were given five minutes to talk, five minutes after 90 years of complete secrecy on a subject where we are clearly invaded by powers from off planet. They have kept that secret all these years and killed a number of my whistleblowers as well as the other, some others that have been very well known out there. I know... (laughs) I don't think people really grasp what we're dealing with here. This is, we're not just dealing with, you know, some humans in a little cave somewhere. We're dealing with a massive military, industrial media complex that is worldwide, that has been entrenched for years and years and years and is still entrenched. They haven't removed it, they haven't done, you know, fuck all to remove it. Um, and maybe they can't, you know, think about it. I mean, you know, recently I, I just saw a, a headline. They think uh, Putin might be dying and Soros is doing this, that and the other. And God knows, you know, I sure hope they can. because I was just on a news group where, you know, you, I don't know if you know this. You, I think it's you who talked to S.G. And on and he says Hillary was executed. OK, and that Trump watched. Well, Juan says that's false. Now, is Juan lying or is S.G. Anon completely misled? You know, and uh, Phil, this other guy, Phil, said the same thing. He said Hillary's been executed, but we don't see the evidence. And people are going to want to demand the evidence. So what are they going to trot out a five year old video? I mean, and people are going to say, oh, it's CGI. They won't believe you anyway. You know, it's good. It's a really difficult game that's being played here. I've always not,
0: wondered about that, too. About I'm not
1: putting down the white hats when I say that 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 our enemy is much worse than people realize. I am actually, you know, in a sense, I'm in awe that the out the white hats have preserved their group, have made this progress that they've made and that Trump has made the progress that he's made. Right. And thank God for that. But I do think that they're up against something that is far more entrenched than people realize. And it does involve off-world cultures, you know, humanoid off-world cultures, you know. So let's get our ducks in a row here.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, you believe, like I said, that they're eventually going to come forward. And, you know, basically, we've been talking all night about them not coming forward. So that really means that at some point they are And then that really begs the question, what is it going to take in your view at the best, you know, I know it's, it's almost impossible to answer a question like that, but in your view, I mean, what do you think it's going to take for them to finally say, okay, let's go, it's time, let's roll. And then maybe we can end it there. We'll kind of wrap it up.
1: Oh, um, okay. So that's kind of interesting. Well, initially I had thought it would happen before January of 2024, Now, being so close to January as we are and seeing the mess everything is in and seeing sort of, in a certain sense, I kind of see Juan and maybe parts of the White Hats in kind of a quagmire right now. In other words, they've come so far, but they don't, you know, the next steps are the most crucial and they don't want to blow it. But by not taking those steps, they might be blowing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're at a very weird juncture. And um, and and, you know, I think my dream of Trump was was part of that, where, where he just really wanted me to know that he wanted to protect and defend the American people. But he was he's being stopped from that kind of grandstanding, I guess you might say, um, that would have come natural in World War Two, by the way. So you know we're at a very strange juncture. I don't know how they're going to come forward. I all also know because I know that they have a lot of dissenters out there that they actually don't kind of know what to do about that. But they're going to have to blow forward anyway. I mean, I don't. You know, it's I'm never not going to be perfect. I mean, at a
0: certain point, they're going to have to kick the door in.
1: And and you know, I do believe that John Jr. is they're ace in the hole in a certain sense that he could bring over a certain number of the normies who never even had a a thought in their head about, you know, Trump, the white hats or anything else. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, if RFK can do it, look at, look at what he's doing.
1: That's in the American psyche. That's a historic character that will have a great deal of sway so they're positioning him like a piece on a chessboard. I don't know where they're, where they're going to do it. I don't, I don't, you know, if I have a dream about it, I'll let you know. Yeah,
0: Share it with me, please. Um, I like, I like hearing yeah. about your dreams.
1: I can, I can say this much that right or wrong in I've told, I've said this already. I did a whole show. My site was taken down. So in theory you could say, well, it might have some truth, but Richard Allen Miller, this physicist who works for Navy intelligence, they let him come forward and basically warn the American people that sometime around the end of March, beginning of April of 2024, that's during an election year, but but before the election, that we're supposed to have some major earth changes and something's going down. He wasn't too specific about what that something is. There are other groups out there that are also predicting something for around the same time period so there's some astrological things and various stuff now whether anything happens or nothing happens i don't know
0: but just saying interesting and didn't i also hear you mention the uh, possibility of a threat against california i think yes. i heard you mention that could you just oh, I, that brief- this was
1: given by uh, you know a a, a source um, that i'm not, i'm not at liberty to say more about it i've asked them to tell me more i've asked i i did get i put the word out sort of in the community, so to speak. And one military guy came back and said, they think it's LA is the target. But yes, the date is around September 15th. Now, you know, we get these things and I wouldn't necessarily trust the information. Okay. Or even the source of the source, but it's possible. You know, I mean, I can say that with what has happened at Maui and the lack of response, even though if there is a response in the background, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I have a girlfriend who, who thinks that there was someone major who was taken out at the top level of the Illuminati after that event. And that could have been the, the pay, payback that we don't even know about. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if she's correct. She could be you know, completely off about that. But these are the kinds of things you have to contemplate we are not party to this, you know, real serious war behind the scenes. Right. Right. And, um, and, and because of that, it, it's, it's like, how do we know where we stand? We really don't, but I can estimate that along the lines of Maui, it does look like something else is coming. I would say that much because, since they didn't go public with the Maui thing, and since most people think it was weather, <laughs> you know, he, humans are, are as in the dark as ever,
0: you know, so they would have to I mean, they have to hit the flip the EBS before they could even do that. It's not like they could even go on the mainstream media and just say, hey, by the way, you know, this is what happened. I mean, they need to take down the entire informational structure, their whole bullhorn in order to really get that message through to even begin to try to explain something like that, because as you pointed out, so many people, and I, I will admit it's its more people than I'd like. I mean, I live in the Northeast, so I live in, in, in Wackoville in a sense, <laughs> but, you know, so my my perception is a bit skewed and and also, you know, what I do for a living, there just happens to be one of those places where everybody seems to be just brain dead in, in terms of this stuff. So that's my experience. So I definitely see that all the time. I've also seen a lot of evidence that things are shifting in the other direction, but you know, that's something we could get into later. But I, I mean, I think that uh, it's, uh, I agree with you, Carrie. I mean, it's going to be one heck of a ride between now and 2024. I mean, we don't know how this is going to end up. I was going to go on a, on a tangent there, but I, I'm going to try to wrap things up here, but okay. I, I do think it's going to be, go ahead. So I want
1: to say one thing. Sure, sure. Why is Ron and everyone else not commenting about Trump coming forward and saying we will not comply with the latest bullshit mandates that the Biden show wants to put out. In other words, that was a very decisive gesture and that was very honorable on Trump's part. And I think a lot of people were very moved by that, but no one's talking about it. And the fact of the matter is it's probably a game changer, but no one seems to get it. I mean, we will not comply. That's it. We're not going to comply with anything, let alone that. So, you know, that's civil war right there. Do you understand that?
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. So there you have
1: it in your streets, in your, you know, on your neighborhood street everywhere. I mean, you know, and if I see a person in a mask, I immediately think they're demented immediately. That's exactly what I think. And everyone I talk to says the same thing. At this point, I, I have to agree. Not I mean, crazy. You know, I think they're crazy. They are. They and are. I won't go anywhere near them because they are a crazy person.
0: <laughs> I totally agree with you. I mean, when selling I see them. people driving around still, they're I mean, I even them. saw it over the summer people yeah. driving in their car with the air conditioning on by themselves with a mask on. And you're just thinking to yourself, what could possibly going through, be going through this person's mind? And, they're
1: whacked. They're whacked their brain is gone. They're, they're basically a a zombie for all intents and purposes. And I see, you know, that's the way I feel about them. And that's the way I've felt about them for years now. But, you know, if they start doing it now, I'm going to think they're even more whack than I thought before. So no, I'm just saying that's, you know, our perceptions of our world is now very different. You can't, you know, mask, a little, mask over the fact. We are split. Our country is split. The world is split. It may not be in half. It might be 70, 30. It might be whatever it is, right? Right, I right. got you. But there's no doubt whatsoever. We are not crossing back over that road. You know, we are not coming together. So the only thing that's left is for those people to come to our side, And I'm not so sure that's even doable in the long run. I think- So you you really
0: think that it could be up to like, let's just say, let's just throw a number out there, 40%. That was one of the figures you threw. Do you think that 40% of people would actually, and I'm I'm sorry, I meant to be winding this down and I promise I will in a second, but do you think that 40% of people, if the EAS went off tomorrow and they heard the truth, would still- resist that truth and basically take up arms and start a civil war. I mean, do you do you actually think that that, that could happen? I mean, do you see it that way?
1: Yeah, I, I I I'm not sure about take up arms. You know, civil war again in our era is is kind of different.
0: Okay. But All right. Fair
1: enough. I, I also believe that you know this doesn't happen in a vacuum. If we have a um, EBS electronic broadcast system alert that goes out around the United States, but not the rest of the world. Don't you think that the UN and all their stupid troops and all this nonsense, I mean, in other words, because that has to be a white hat move. And that's a Trump move. And that's a Q move. And that's a, you know, white hat move. And they, they are going to come out against us. They're going to, I mean, the fact that Trump even made the announcement saying we will not comply is huge but they're scared to death to touch that. So they're ignoring it. This is not going to go by the wayside.
0: That is huge. And EBS
1: would be tantamount to declaring war. And if people didn't want to come on to our side, that's where they will stand. They will make their stand in these hideous places. And those people that are all about fema camps and all this shit they're going to roll out their their sick motherfucker you know stuff i mean you can only cook the frog for so long when the frog is going to sooner or later jump and so i think we're at that place
0: all right, Carrie. Well, I can keep going back and forth with you all night, but you know, let's uh, let's wrap this up. This has been great. Again, I apologize early on for the technical difficulties I had on my end, but I think we recovered nicely. Uh, we had a really good conversation. We always do. So, uh, just before we go, Carrie, any any closing thoughts you have, and just maybe uh, mention your website, plug that a little bit, and then uh, we'll part ways until the next time.
1: Okay. Well, I have a book right behind me called Rebel Gene. I encourage you to get it on Amazon. It it kind of, if you want to know anything about me and the whole background, and I tried to encapsulate and make it kind of a handbook for going into the future. Um, So that's one thing Um, you can buy it on my website, just scroll down. I've got all sorts of products that I've interviewed the principals on like you know, nanosoma, things that can heal you under these ridiculous circumstances where they're trying to poison you with everything. And it's projectcamelotportal.com. I have a Rumble channel. I just got banned on YouTube again. Congratulations. (laughs) channel that had 2,000 interviews on it. They gave it it back like a month ago with three. I started posting interviews and immediately they got deleted. And now I've, I've got a strike. And then the next day they came forward and said, you're deleted forever.
0: <laughs> so, they give you one strike and then they just said, you're yeah, done.
1: Yeah, I'm done. Oh, wonderful. So, so um, and that was an, uh, that was a perfectly nice interview that I did, but not not good enough for them. Oh. So you want to know the 40%? They work for YouTube. Hello? They work for YouTube. They work for you know, Facebook.
0: I'd like to think that at least some of those 40% of the people who are, you know, still, as you say not on our side i mean there's multiple ways we could phrase it but that when they heard the real truthful information they were exposed to all this horrific stuff that we're talking about here that that they would shift and they would actually jump ship and they would be like oh my god i mean i know it's hard to convince themselves uh, to convince somebody that they've been conned it's a lot harder than it is to con someone right than to convince them have that to understand conned,
1: that but... have not done enough out- outreach People do not listen to 107. Okay, there's only me and Mino and you and a few people. Okay, that are out there telling the real truth. Most of us are completely ignored by the mainstream people who still watch regular television and all that kind of crap. I can't believe how many. I mean, I, and I won't make, mention anything, but reach. Okay, there has to be, and like I said many times. The White Hats are our heroes, but they don't, you know, they're operating secrets, so no one knows they exist. I've got even, I'm not going to name them friends, but I've got friends who, who deny they exist at all, to my face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got people on my Telegram channel that deny they exist. I mean, it's, you know, I, I agree. But, you know, Carrie, we could go back and forth. I know it's, it's so tempting right. to just continue talking to you because you're just so, on fire tonight. Yeah. So thank you so much. Sure. ProjectCamalotPortal.com. That's where you can sign up $3 a month. You get access to everything in Kerry's library, which is just, I mean, folks, it's, a, it's, a, it's an encyclopedia of work that it literally is. So it's it's well worth the money that you're going to spend. Highly, highly recommend. Kerry, thank you for coming on. Thank you for putting up with the early uh, issues. I really do appreciate that. So we're going to get you back on real soon and I'll be back with a report as well. Thank you everybody out there for listening. By the way, we had about uh, 27, 2,800 people for the most part. So we had a pretty good audience. I want to thank everybody out there for tuning into the live stream and for everybody who's going to be listening to the playback. God bless. Godspeed. I'll be back soon. Patriot. Hey, Bye-bye.